Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Do me a favor. Do, just, just, just say, put your hand over your eyes and just say, Lord, give me a fresh perspective. Your perspective. Come on, just put your hand over your eyes. Just do it. Just, just do it. And then I mean, just touch them. You can move your hand. You don't you have to cover them. Just touch your eyes. Just say, Lord, give me a fresh perspective. Your perspective. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Open our eyes, Lord. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We have been, um, <laughs> see, when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, he starts showing up. Thank you, God. And so we have been um, Thank you, Lord. dealing with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And today we're, we will uh, just make a little turn, but we're still dealing with his ministry. And, um, <clears throat> and this is the word for you, and it's, and it's this. It is time for you to bear fruit. It is time for you to bear fruit. Look at somebody and tell them it's time for you to bear fruit. Thank you, Lord. All right, all right, all right, all right. The reason I say that, I, I'm going to get to the, the uh, teaching in just a moment, moment, but there are some of you who've been in fruitless seasons. You've been in fruitless seasons. You've been, you've been working, but you haven't seen much as a result of what you've been toiling for. And so it's been a fruitless season, but I'm getting ready to tell you that it's time for you to bear fruit. You, you've just stepped over into something, into a fruit-bearing season where it's time for you to bear fruit. Where you have sown, you will begin to see harvest. You'll begin to see harvest. You begin to see harvest. One of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit is this, is to make Christ visible through you. So you got to bear fruit. Again, his responsibility is to make Christ visible through you. This is what we have to grasp. You and I have no ability to live the Christian life on our own. Some of y'all don't believe it. You and I, I'll say it again, have no ability to live the Christian life on our own. We must have the Holy Spirit producing in us the life of Christ, the life, nature, and character of Christ. Some people say, well, you know, I just want to follow my heart. Don't do that. It's wicked. Don't do it. In fact, the scripture talks about it's desperately wicked. I'm just following my heart. No, follow the Lord. Okay? So, 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 and let him begin to change and transform your heart and transform you. So what we have to understand is this, what he is doing, when you're talking about him producing the life, nature, and character of Christ, Galatians calls it the fruit of the Spirit. He is producing the fruit of the Spirit. 
One writer said it, said it like this. It's listed there in Galatians 5, but it's the manifest evidence one may expect from a life in which the Spirit of God is living and reigning. The fruit of the Spirit is the manifest evidence that one can expect from a life in which the Spirit of God is living and reigning. Another way of saying it is this. It's the proof in the pudding. It's that you begin to see the DNA of God expressed through your life. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. So I'm going to give you four statements today that I believe is going to help us to understand fruit. And from God's perspective, just understand what it means. First thing is this. Fruit reflects the nature of the seed. Say that with me, please. Fruit reflects the nature of the seed. You can see it in the Genesis pattern of creation. Everything reproduces after its own kind. Everything. It reproduces after its own kind. In other words, if you see two cows mating, they're not going to produce a horse. (laughs) Amen. Everything produces after its own kind. If you put an apple seed in the ground, you're not going to get an orange tree. Everything produces after its own kind. When we get to 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 22, we'll start there. We want to emphasize verse 23. You begin to see that God expects the seed that he put in us to reflect his nature. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22 says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Verse 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Again, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. When you were born again, when you gave your life to Christ, somebody preached, taught, explained the word to you. You, Somebody had to share the gospel with you. When the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, was shared with you, that good news told you that you did not have to live eternally separated from God, that Jesus came and died for your sin, and he was risen for your justification, and when you put your faith and trust in him, you shall be saved. Now, now, God calls that news, that word coming to you, seed. When that seed 
hit your unregenerate spirit, the seed had enough power to begin to cause that which was dead to come to life. If any man's in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away and all things are new and all things are behold all things are of God. So we understand that that seed which is an incorruptible seed caused the DNA of God to be in you meaning you became alive to the things of God. You were born again. Now, he gave you his holy spirit. What we have to understand is this. As a result of the seed being in us, since we're God's children, we should start looking like him. In other words, God's looking for his DNA because the seed should reflect, the, we should reflect, the fruit should reflect the nature of the seed. The fruit that we're bearing in our lives should look like we belong to God. So, don't go around with these big, uh, all these bumper stickers on your car. I'm a Christian. God's my co-pilot. <laughs> Driving for Jesus. <laughs> and um, let's just say your behavior doesn't line up with the sign. <laughs> there should be some evidence that you and I belong to God. And God said, there's nothing wrong with the seed. So there has to be something done in the soil of our hearts so that we can reflect the nature of the seed that's on the inside of us. How many have children? And how many you can look at them and say, yep, that's, I see them, right? I see, you see yourself. Come on, wave at me if you know what I'm talking about. You see them, you look and go, oh my God. How many of you have heard them say something? You go, that's, that's my mouth. Uh-huh. Whatever it is. Oh, oh, that's my, oh, that's me. That's me, right? That's me. And you can't say anything but, Lord, uh, please just help me. Help me to uh, just kind of model before them what needs to be modeled. Because, you know, there are some things, listen to me, there are some things that's just built in. It's in, it's in the sauce. So we should reflect the nature of of the seed that we have, and we've been given the seed of God. Wow, the seed of God. Here's the second thing I want to tell you. God will inspect the quality and quantity of the fruit. Say that with me, please. God will inspect the quality and the quantity of the fruit. Turn over to Luke's gospel, chapter number 13, and we want to begin looking at verse number 6. Luke's gospel, chapter number 13, and I want to begin reading at verse number 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig, had, uh, a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, 
for three years, I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it wait? Why does it use up the ground? Some translations say, why does it waste the ground? Now notice, Jesus is telling this parable, and I really believe it's God coming to us saying, look, I've been coming to this tree three years, and I'm, I'm, I'm lifting up the leaves. I don't see any fruit yet. I, I don't see any fruit yet. I don't see. What is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, I came to tell you today, it's time to bear fruit. It's time to bear fruit. And so, so he's looking and he's going, he does not quite, quite grasp why there isn't any fruit. So he's doing this inspection. And I submit to you that he comes to our lives doing an inspection. And what will happen is this. He will allow the same thing to happen. God will have you go around that. He, he, listen, he, he's not going to skip you in terms of your grades. He'll make you do the second grade again until you get the lesson. And you, some of you have changed towns, but you're still in the same grade. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, I, we, why do you have to talk about me like that? <laughs> We've moved cities. We, some of us have changed jobs, and it seemed like the same boss. Like, didn't I just leave them? The same one. They got a different body, different name, and all that, but it's the same thing. I'm telling you because God has you in class. Because he wants us to bear fruit. And he is doing a fruit inspection in every city that you go to and every job you go to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so, so he inspects this fruit. He came to this tree, notice, the first year, the second year, and the third year. And the text says that he did not find any fruit. So his, what he said I want to do is this. Let's cut it down. Let's cut it down. Here's the third thing I want to tell you. I told you that God will inspect the quality of the fruit, but it's from the same text. Listen, God expects us to bear fruit. Come on, say that. Doesn't he have the right to? Of course he does. When you look at this text, the owner is saying, I know the potential of this seed that I've put in the ground. I know what the ground can do. I don't understand what's going on. And so there's an expectation on the owner's part that I expect this thing to bear fruit because this is my ground. What I'm going to do, let's just cut it down because I'm used to things producing. I'm used to it producing what I put in it. I'm not used to this. I cannot waste the ground. Can't waste the ground. I don't have that kind of time. That's a waste of my money. Waste of my resources. Cut it down. Come on, lift one hand and say, Lord, thank you for mercy. 
listen, listen. Verse 8. Verse 8 says, But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. Sir, let it alone this year. We just got out the consecration this year, Lord. And this year I really did go with it. All, I, I did everything I could do to do right. <laughs> Lord, let it, let, just give me one more year. I submit to you that this is your fruit-bearing year. I submit, I'm telling you, you have stepped over the threshold, and this is your fruit-bearing year. And so say, Lord, thank you for this year. That that you have been fruitless in, you will begin to see fruit come forth at a pace and at a quantity and quality like you've never seen before. Come on, lift the other hand and say, Lord, thank you. I'm telling you. Now, here, 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 here what he said to do. He said, let me dig around it. Some of us have to have some stuff dug up out of our lives. I got to dig around it. I got so much because sometimes the things around your soil is smothering the life. And you're wondering, why don't I have the energy to do what God told me to do? Your life is too crowded. You got too much in it. You just down, you loaded with this and loaded with that. And God is digging up. Digging up and digging up and dig. He let me dig around it. Let me dig around it. How many gardeners do I have in here? You have to dig around it. Sometimes you're digging around it to de-weed. All the other stuff. Oh, it's sucking the life out of the sea. Dig around it. Now, that, that's what he'll do with some. But now, listen, listen. Not only did he say dig around it, but he said fertilize it. Mm-hmm. Fertilizer. Now, now, hear me, hear me, hear me. Some things are going to hit your life. They're smelly, but it's good for you. Now, now hear, hear what I'm saying. Hear, hear what I'm saying. God will allow fertilizer to come into your life, not to smother you, but to nourish you. To provide you with what you need. Hear what I'm saying. So you have to begin looking at different situations in your life and begin to say, oh, that's fertilizer. Now, don't you look at anybody and call them. <laughs> fertilizer. I look and I see, Steve, you got a, 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 a he, he has a lawn on a landscaping business and the fertilizer is important to your job. In fact, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong and I really want you to do it. But every time you have to put sod down, you have to fertilize that sod. You just don't, you have to water it, you have to fertilize it. But before you even do that, you've got to smooth the ground out. 
all the digging up. You got to get the rocks out the way because you don't want to lay fresh sod on rocks. And so you got to get all those little machines that scrape the ground. All of a sudden, the ground looks just as slick as concrete. It looks smooth. But what happens is this. That's all the preparatory work. And so for some of you, 2018 was God coming through and just beginning to make the smooth, some smooth places because you had too many dips in your soil. And he began to just smooth and move all the rocks and all of that stuff. It's just preparation. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only did he do that in terms of removing the rocks and everything, but then he had to also get the correct soil and not the correct soil, but just the the correct sod to put down. So he can put it down properly. And as he put it down properly, now... You just don't leave it there. You got to water it and you got to fertilize it. You got to fertilize it. Some people come in your life. They're rock movers. Some people come in your life. They help lay the sod. But some people, after you got the very thing laid that you want, they come and drop smelly stuff all over it. And some of us have been complaining about what we've been smelling, about what's been going on, because I I submit, mm. in fact, some of you have complex situations that's going on, but that just shows the depth of the harvest that God's getting ready to bring. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And so hear me, that that is fertilizer, let God dig around it and let God fertilize it. Come on, say fertilizer. Fertilizer. Make this confession, say, Lord, I'm not going to complain about the fertilizer. It is necessary for what I'm trying to produce. All right. Now, I've told you three things so far. I've told you that fruit reflects the nature of the seed. I've told you that God will inspect the quantity and quality of the fruit. And the next thing was God expects us to bear fruit. But now hear this. Here's here's the last thing, and I'm going to be through. The only way to bear fruit is to connect with the vine. Say that with me. The only way to bear fruit is to connect with the vine. Hang in there with me. Go to John chapter 15, verse number 4. John's gospel, chapter number 15, and verse number 4. The only way to bear fruit is to connect with the vine. <laughs> now, now, he said here in John 15 and 4, Abide in me, and I in you, 
as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Notice, abide in me, stay in me, don't move from me, and I in you. As the branch not will not, it says it cannot. The branch does not have the ability to produce fruit in and of itself unless it abides in the vine. Now, if I were the devil, I'm not. I would do everything in my power to try to get you to disconnect. So I'm going to do my very best to keep you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overwhelm you with everything I can throw at you because I know that if you commit to abiding, fruit is the offspring of abiding. Fruit is the natural offspring. Listen, listen. You've never passed by a tree uh, that's bearing fruit, and you heard, and you're going, what's going on? It's straining. You ask the tree, what you doing? I'm trying to bear fruit. All the fruit, all that tree has to do is stay planted in the soil and let the soil and the water and the fertilizer do the work. Are you hearing? And so what he's saying is, if you abide, if you stay. Now hear me, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, saints of God. There are sometimes you're not going to feel like praying. There are sometimes you're not going to feel like being in your word. There are sometimes you're not going to feel like coming to church. There are sometimes. I'm glad you're here today, but you know, there are sometimes I, I got to preach and I don't want to show up. I know that's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there going, dear God, it's Sunday again. And y'all want me to study and have a word and everything. I just can't show up and just relax. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And there are going to be some times you don't feel like it, but what happens is this. You and I have to pay the price of abiding, of staying there irrespective of what's going on in terms of feelings. I've been in prayer, and I'm telling you, Alfie, I've been in prayer, and it's dry as a powder keg. It seems like God is not hearing especially me. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know there are some of y'all, God talks to you all the time. There have been times I'm sitting there going, hello? This thing working? Lord, I, I need you now. I need you now. I need Dry. Nothing. I'm reading the word. 
and the spirit of Nod. You know, you know, when you start reading the same thing, and I know I read that paragraph. Oh, some of y'all don't know. Y'all don't want to talk today. Y'all don't want to act like this thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you sit there and you go, oh, Lord. God Almighty. And then there's some of us who commit to reading. I've been reading through the Bible, and there are certain portions of the Bible, all these laws. I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, all these dietary laws. And then you just, you want to skip it. And then you get to the begats. This one beget that one. And this one beget that one. This one's the son of this one. This one's the son of that one. And you know, and then there's some people who read and you, they read it and they go, you know, oh, it was just so wonderful. I'm going, the begats. I said, Lord, I must be a lesser saint. I'm not getting revelation out of that. Ain't nobody talking to me. I mean, you know, it's just, maybe it's just me. I, I'm just saying, it's just me. I, I know y'all get it, but I'm sitting there going, Lord, this is... But what I found out, if you just stay in it, if you just stick with it, if you keep on praying, if you keep on reading, you keep on worshiping, I'm telling you, what you do in secret, God will give you an open reward for it. I've had some of the most dry, intimate times with God where I thought my devotional time, Gene, was just dry. And then I got up here and I sensed the anointing. I'm like, where was that back there? Hear me, there are those of us who want the open reward without the secret time with God, without that abiding time. If you want fruit in your life, you have to abide. Hear me, there are going to be times in your life you don't have the wherewithal to produce the Christ life. In and of yourself, can we really talk? You would have cussed them out three times by now. But the Christ in you begins to have a compassion on them and you begin to look past that nasty attitude, the nasty words, the ugly things they're going to say, everything they've thrown your name through the mud and all this stuff. And yet you, are all, you, you feel like Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the Christ life being brought forth through you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. You need it not just in crisis. You need it every day. Every day. Uh, you know, right now, I am... Uh, okay, I'll say this and let me, let me carry on and finish. You, right now, I have, I have this... What is this? A sling on. I had shoulder surgery and um, they had, I had a tear in my rotator cuff and so they had to do the repair. The anesthesiologist came in, Diane, and he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to um, have to put a nerve blocker in there uh, so to minimize the pain. And so what happened was he came in and they did uh, ultrasound. They found the 
nerve center up here, and he began to put it in my, did the little spray. <laughs> and then he put the nerve blocker in there. Uh, I went on, and then he did, did the anesthesia and real stuff, and I went on out, and they had the surgery. I woke up. I had forgotten that he had caught, told me that my arm was going to be numb. Like after you've gone to the dentist, numb. And so I'm literally there, and Elder Walt, this is what happened. That in pre-op, the nurse told me, she said, um, uh, um, um, ask them for a little pillow, and perhaps they can put it under there to give you some comfort. And, you know, I said, oh, okay, I'll do that after the surgery. And I said, that's fine. I woke up after the surgery, kind of, you know. But this is the thought I had. I was like, oh, that's so nice. They gave me a pillow. (laughs) That was so nice. And I realized what I was feeling was my arm. (laughs) I had no sensation in it. Nothing. I mean, it felt like something foreign on me. I could try to tell it to do something, but it would not move. I tried to send it the message. Fingers wiggle, nothing. Arm move, nothing. Now, I wasn't wasn't in any pain, (laughs) but I didn't feel anything. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I was dead to the message that it was trying to send me. All right. It was dead to every signal. So I wondered about that thing. I said, wonder when God sends the message, love. Have we got dead nerve endings and we are unable to respond properly because we haven't been abiding and as a result it feels like it's detached. I tried to tell it to do something but it had no ability to obey me. And my friend, this is what I want to tell you. I believe that God is waking up nerve centers. in you so that you and I will begin to respond once. Oh, I can move it now. I can feel it now. In fact, somebody touched me the other day and I hollered. (laughs) Somebody touched that shoulder. We were at a banquet and they didn't see. I was sitting down and all right, I went, oh, in the banquet. It wasn't her, but it was, you know, somebody in her place. But, but what I, I was like, oh, because I'd come alive. And I believe that you are getting ready to be at a place where you are so alive to the things of God that if he says love, joy, peace, long-suffering, it's just a natural flow of the life of God that's going to come through you. Amen? Amen. So abide, abide, abide. It's a new season for you. It's a new day. 
We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.